0: Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host. Actually, never mind, let's just get going. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 17 or 18. I don't really know, but what I do know is if you're listening, Thanks for listening. Drulish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on helping you go to sleep through my soothing calm voice and just my long-windedness and potentially to bore you to death. I mean to sleep, not to death. To sleep. I want you to w- I want you to wake up, my friends. <laughs> but seriously, uh, this podcast I love to add nice white noise sounds and whatever to have a you know, pleasant listening experience with a goal to help you calm down, relax, and to get your mind off of the day. Or if so, if you happen to be a newer listener, which I've been looking at my stats, that I've been getting more downloads. Oh my God, I'm very excited for that. But uh, if you happen to be listening uh, for the football picks, well, this is the football pick episode. And I'm feeling a little bit behind today. Uh, I've been trying to do my recordings on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Wednesday seems to be the perfect day between shenanigans, between work and whatnot. So, uh, so I'm going to do the football one episode first, and I don't know if I'm going to get around to a standard non-football, uh, episode, uh, mainly because I don't have too many things to talk about per se. And I would at least like to have something that I can look at and I can spitball that I can just work off of to have a subject with. And uh, I haven't really found anything that's completely random or something that I'm really feeling at the moment. So I'm just going to stick with what I enjoy doing, which is actually setting up these football picks. And as much as I love doing the podcast, it's coming up with the topics and figuring out what I want to talk about and kind of the key points I want to drive. Uh, that part does take some some additional time to prep, but uh, you know it's no no biggie. Cool note is that it is raining pretty steadily outside and I've been Wanting to record a lot more uh, ambiance rain sounds, so I've, I opened up my windows, and hopefully you can start hearing the rain in the background. If not, I'm obviously going to keep adding the rain sounds. Maybe throw in some beach sounds, maybe some like wind in the wind in the forest sounds, or something like that too, to have more of a calming effect. Uh, right now outside, it's just a steady steady rain out here in Michigan. So hopefully the mic picks that up. That'd be really sick. Uh, I'm near outside. I'm not outside-outside, but uh, I, that might change. I might, I might move outside, or at least, you know, outside and covered without getting my computer wet. And that would make the most sense. Um, but today is a pretty cool episode, outside of the, having the live rain in the background, and not, you know, kind of the edited stuff. Uh, this is the Week 5 NFL Power Rankings I believe it's week 5 NFL Power Rankings, and I'm going to double-check, because we are heading into week 5, even though we just finished week 4. So are these week 4 Power Rankings, then? Okay, so, week 5 Power Rankings. Because there's a big difference between week 4 and week 5. Yeah, I thought so. Week 5 Power Rankings. It's right here. I'm looking online. I just wanted to double-check. Yes, it is week five power rankings. So in case you're confused, power rankings uh, and NFL picks too. Uh, I, I just like to put them, all, put them all all together under the next future week. And I get that the power rankings especially reflect off of the previous week. So technically people say it's week four power rankings and then it's week five Which, I don't know. I think if we're heading into week five that I'm just calling everything week five. So let's just get that out of the way. Semantics aside... That's what I'm sticking with, and hopefully you guys agree with me. And if you actually listen to this podcast for the football picks, then oh boy, oh boy, this has been an interesting week. Very interesting week. So uh, before I dive too much deeper into this, I want to let you know kind of the agenda for today's. Well, agenda? Who says agenda? That sounds so official. That's my problem. I sound a little bit too official at times. But the plan for today's episode is going to be the usual for the football. To, um, usually the football episodes, which is review last week's picks. Um, I'm on Yahoo, and I'll give you the details if you want to join up and kind of uh, I don't know, just see how I'm doing, compare, contrast, laugh, talk smack—it doesn't matter. The talking about the week, uh, this week's picks, talking about my anti-power rankings, which is my favorite segment, segment, which is uh, increasingly becoming my favorite, I should say. And then the underdog picks. The upset underdog picks, which spoiler alert, two and O last week. So, hey, I I can start picking them out. We started out, we started out, you know, with a head scratch being 0 and three the first week. But with underdog picks, you can't expect to nail all of them. It's all about being the plus EV. And last week, I got them. So, we'll we'll jump into that too. So, keeping our like I would say focus and eyes towards the football, last week's football picks. So if you are new to Drewlish and you want to participate in NFL Pick'em, you are more than happy to. Uh, if you especially are on Yahoo, it would be beneficial if you've been picking you know, your picks uh, since week one because it's all based off of total that total that are right, I should say. So, uh, and if you don't make a pick, then it's counted as a loss, so if you wanted to join in now, Uh, You probably have about four weeks of losses that you're dealing with. So uh, I'm pulling up my Pro Pick'em. So if you wanted to look at the group I'm in, I'm under uh, fantasysports.com. Sorry, fantasysports.yahoo.com. It's for Pick'em. And my group number is 56003. I think that's correct. And to keep you informed, the last week, uh, week three, actually, it wasn't too hot. I was uh, nine and seven. And I lost a lot of positions i feeling pretty good at week two uh, week four which is last week I was eight and seven which I was seven and seven prior and my overall rank was like in the 20th percentile which kind of sucked and then I won Monday night football and I put, put me back up to the 73rd percentile. so my overall record coming after week four heading into week five is 37 and 25 Ball game games above 500 37 points. And if I were to look at the overall leaderboard, I want to see if I'm within range. And I don't want to lose ground, so I've lost 4 picks in the last match. So I was 7 behind, and now I'm 11. So that's not good. Like, I need to get on this, because I'm really trying to win this. And despite me not losing too many spots in ranking, uh, I'm losing losing ground on the leaders. And being 11 behind is no bueno, and I get it get it, and we'll we'll talk about last week's picks, okay? We'll talk about it pretty soon. I just wanted to give you the background, kind of like how we got there. Now, that being said, I'm looking at last week's picks. Okay, 8 and 7, specifically. Gonna go week by week in the order that Yahoo gave gave it to me. First game, I picked favorite Green Bay over Philadelphia. Uh, That was a Thursday night game, and the game surprised me. I'm Gladfieldy won screw Green Bay, <laughs> but Philadelphia won. I, I think I mentioned last week that they had a decent shot, but I was picking Green Bay just for favorites purposes. They probably would. I think they would have been a good underdog pick in general. Uh, you know, if you're betting betting the uh, money line for, for plus e for plus ev play. The next game was Atlanta. I picked Atlanta over Tennessee, and Tennessee won. Uh, I. First two games, the first, the first game for Philadelphia, I, I reason I gave like a 60% chance the I was going to win the Atlanta one. I I really wanted to believe Atlanta that they were going to turn it around, and I didn't believe too much of Tennessee. I still don't believe too much of Tennessee. They seem to be kind of the middle of the road, like potential playoff caliber team, but a one and done type. Uh, and I thought Atlanta would play like they they were a you know the, the way they were supposed to. But at this point, after week four, I don't think they're going to be doing that. So wrong. Front at attempt I was never going to get that one right. Kudos uh, for those who got it right. Uh, the New England Patriots won. Uh, Kansas City won, and I made a good case for Detroit. The Kansas City snuck out with a win, uh, which is very, which is something I would never imagine saying, <clears throat> especially with my Detroit, my Detroit team. Uh, and I mentioned even going against the spread is probably a decent idea. And I had a strong hunch, like I said, it wasn't a bad pick to he chose Detroit to win the money line, um, and it showed, but results matter. So Kansas City won, got that one wrong, but we don't count it. The Oakland and Indianapolis Colts. I picked the Colts to win, Oakland did win, managed to win. Uh, Oakland, I, I don't watch Oakland too much, or the Indian, Indianapolis, I do watch Indianapolis a little bit, but they're Oakland, so they surprised me. Uh, Oakland's going to be a team where I don't spend too much time on because, out of all the teams, they're, they're my least favorite next to Green Bay. And the only reason why I like Green Bay, or I like to read up on Green Bay, is because I hate them. If that makes sense. Because the more information I have on them, the more I can at least speak to the games because they're interconference. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so they're in my division, so I can't help but you know read Green Bay stuff to make sure lines actually you know have a good chance for betting and whatnot. Next game. I was right. The Los Angeles Chargers got that one right. New York Giants beat Washington. Got that one right. Uh, the underdog pick. I had Cleveland beating Baltimore. Correct. All right. one for one so far in these underdog picks this, this week. Uh, at least the pickums. The next game, I had uh, the Rams over Tampa. Uh, I have to say 2% of the young Nation only picked Tampa to win. Oh, sorry, yeah. They picked Tampa to win, so I'm not alone. There's no way I was going to get that one. All right? so. Uh, even in hindsight, couldn't do that. Uh, I picked Houston to win over Carolina. I believe Houston more than Carolina. Carolina showed up, so. Carolina is becoming a sneaky good team, and Houston. Uh, I feel like Houston is just not playing up to the potential, or maybe they're just running into teams that are clicking at this point. I don't know. Houston makes me a little bit nervous. I trust in them, but I don't trust in them. The next game, Seattle versus Arizona, yeah, I got that one. And that was like the only competent pick I had, even for like uh, facing the spread too. Uh, Chicago versus Minnesota. I picked Minnesota to win this. I was hoping that Kirk Cousins would come back, would, would put it together. But uh, there, there's a lot of narrative around him holding in big games, and this is actually a pretty big game. I would. I just assume that he would kind of forget that and realize it's just a rivalry matchup, and he could just go nuts. Just those are ugly games, but it was an ugly game, and not in my favor. So that was an underdog pick that did not go in my advantage. So uh, that was me putting too much trust in Kirk for my hometown. But I have to think more objectively. I, I love like all my lines picks have been really solid, despite my bias towards them. Like like they they giving me results, but I can't be doing that with these other teams that I just don't have much information on. Uh, Minnesota, I just believe, but this is... So that was one I'm pretty sad about, because uh, I, I, I think I wanted Minnesota to win that one overall, and it was a 50-50 pick in Yahoo Nation, too. And I keep going now for the final uh, matchups from last week. And I picked Jacksonville to beat Denver. Jacksonville was an underdog. Jacksonville was a, was a, let's see, how big of an underdog? I think they were like a three, five point underdog, something like that. So Jacksonville beat Denver and a thriller, I believe. Yeah, so I got that one right. So two for three at under, underdog picks. It's just picking the overdog picks that screw me. Uh, and then I picked Dallas beat New Orleans, and New Orleans in that game, and I did not watch that. I did not watch the Sunday night game. It looked boring. And the only ones felt flat, it seemed like. Or Dallas defense could be good. One or the other. It could be both. And then the last one, Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. That seemed like an easy pick, and I just don't trust Cincinnati. and Pittsburgh. If they're a team that's supposed to be bad teams, that's what's supposed to happen, so... Uh, so yeah, Pittsburgh seems to be trending towards a middle-of-the-road team that beats terrible teams. Uh, really terrible teams. And struggles against decent teams, so that tends to be what I'm seeing right there. Because of that, I'm 8-7, and seven, and I thought I was 8-8, eight and eight, but because of the bye week, I come out with a winning record once again, and i surprised that I, despite me losing ground to the leaders, I'm gaining ground against the general populace, so I take that for what it's worth. For those previous picks, I know some of you are probably thinking, oh man, he was 8-7, that's terrible. Uh, I can reasonably say if I went back and just thought more objectively and stuck a little bit with more of my gut, Philadelphia pick was probably one I wanted to, but I was a little bit more nitty about it. The I was never gonna guess. I was never gonna guess Tennessee. I was never gonna give open credit. Uh, whatever other match did I love? Houston, Carolina. I, that was a toss-up. I believed in Duke be more. I'm, I'm not gonna say I could have won that one. No, I was never gonna get the. Tampa. Okay, either. The Chicago-Minnesota one, yes, I feel bad about that one. The New Orleans-Dallas game, I probably should have put New Orleans, so I think it was more gun-shy. I probably could have gotten three three of my picks back, um, if I just didn't overcorrect myself from last week's uh, you know, meh performance. So, yeah, this could have been an 11-4, and four, and even still, I would lose one. I will lose one uh, point compared to the leaders. I'd be going one more point. So uh, The other stuff is pretty tough, but uh, if you're just betting straight up for more money line or just for entertainment, you know, this is clearly for entertainment. I'm, it's not meant to be taken seriously. But for entertainment purposes, and that not, you know, I'm just throwing these picks. I do about a couple hours of research prior um, to the podcast, and then I'll watch the games, and then I just do some assessments, and then I spend a lot of time looking at algorithms for other betting spreads and whatnot, um, which has become a habit because of this podcast. I never actually intended to do any of this. But, uh, I don't know, it seems pretty cool, uh, doing, like, analytical bets and spreads. So, before I get off into a completely different tangents, let's stay on task. So, 8-7 last week. Let's talk about this week. So, heading into week five of the NFL. I've already pre-picked some of these selections, and just like last week, I'm either going to need to convince myself to either go the right way or the wrong way. I think last week I convinced myself in picking too many favorites, because I was a little bit nervous and gun-shy, because the underdogs had been prior, but it's every, it's, I have to remember, most of this is any given Sunday, and I I can't get too much inside my own head. My success is generally geared towards looking at enough analysis without overthinking, and tends to work, it tends, especially worked early on. So I think the last week especially I've been overthinking. So let's just keep it straightforward. I did my picks, stuck with my gut, and did my initial thoughts. If I'm going to talk out loud, I have to have a semi-good reason, and I'm going to get percentages on each one, which I don't think I did last time. So, keep the notes start now. If you're not familiar with Yahoo, Yahoo sorts their matchups by favorite versus underdog versus compared to a home versus away. So if that sounds weird, then I'm sorry, but that's just easier for me to go through the list. Starting with Thursday night's game, and I record these Wednesdays. So if you if you hear this, I'm probably I usually release these Thursday. if You hear this, then tonight's matchup or yesterday's matchup. Or it's Friday is Seattle versus the Rams. This is at Seattle, and Seattle's the favorite. As a matter of fact, Seattle is a 1.5-point favorite. And this is a very intriguing matchup, because this is more or less winner-take-all. I I can't imagine this game being within one point. uh, It's either going to be a 3-point, 7-point, or like a 20-point blowout. Uh, You know, I don't know. But it's it's a toss-up. 52% of Yahoo Nation is picking Seattle, and 48% is picking the Rams. This is just going to be a good old-fashioned slobber, like, the way I see it. Uh, But these Thursday night games tend to go... I don't know, iffy? They're generally... yeah. Yeah, they're generally... shenanigan. And I don't know the Rams record at Seattle either. Like, I don't know their lifetime matchup. But... I. I think Seattle lost at home oh, pretty bad a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if the Rams are going to come out super strong, I know Goff has been playing pretty, eh, but I picked the Rams in this case, and the more I'm talking about it out loud, I feel dirty about this, and this is, what I call, it? they are in the same division the NFC West, so this is a rivalry game, which makes none of this matter even more but I'm going to stick with the Rams here. I'm almost going... I'm almost favoring Seattle, but I'm like... I think the Rams win this literally 50% of the time. (laughs) like maybe like 52%. uh, And I have to stick with that. So yeah. I'm I'm sticking with my Rams pick. First one. Next game. Cincinnati versus Arizona. Cincinnati's the favorite at home. Both teams, I believe, are 0-4, and, and 62% of the nations picking Cincinnati, I am considering picking Arizona, uh, the biggest reason why is that Cincinnati just doesn't seem to be able to score, and Arizona with Kyle Murray, and despite how much smack talk I talk about this guy, you know, how much I just, I don't know to smack talk about his, his, you know, not giving him too much credit for his performances, and I believe I'm justifiedly right in that too. He does seem to be making progress, despite what most fans tend to say, that he sucks and whatnot, or he is not performing. He just came into the NFL. He's going to be new, and he's going to adjust. Uh, one of the things I have noticed is that he uses Larry Fitzgerald pretty well, and if he's able to find Larry, and this is the kind of game where I think Larry Fitzgerald goes off. This is a game where I think Arizona's going to win this, uh, probably in a comeback fashion. And I... But yeah, I think Arizona wins this. Uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald is going to have, have a, an amazing game. Kyle Murray is probably going to take advantage of a weak, weak team. team, like a very weak team, and this is going to be a good liftness test, liftness or this liftness test of of where they stand. And if the, these are the bottom bottom feeder matchup. So they're, so I mean, I can't imagine this not being equally terrible and interesting. So. I think Arizona's got the edge here, and even though they're at Cincinnati, I don't think that matters in this case. Uh, I think Larry H. is going to go off. I just have it in, I feel into my soul. Picking Arizona. Next matchup. Tennessee versus Buffalo. Buffalo is an underdog coming in, which is absurdly weird considering uh, Tennessee has been a very hit and this team all year. And wildly inconsistent. Despite being two and two, uh, when they show up, they show up, and when they don't, well, they're, they're terrible. Interestingly enough, the first week against the Browns, I'm almost going to start discounting that, uh, based off. Of, it just seems like Browns weren't Browns weren't performing normally in week one. Like it's almost preseason game, and I think the Browns that we're seeing them seeing them now, the last few weeks, is more representative of who they are, and I definitely get the same feeling with Buffalo too. Uh, week one, they showed off their defense-ish, and barely came back. But they showed a comeback, and their defense is held very strong, and they put uh, the Patriots to a very, very close, close game, almost winning it. So uh, it's not like the dominated performance, similar to how, or you know, a, a, a very competitive performance compared to the Lions Kansas City game. But my stock in Buffalo hasn't really dropped, but it hasn't exactly risen to what most probably other people are giving them. So uh, I think Buffalo is a lot stronger than I've initially given them, especially after last week. And I think they they swarm Tennessee. I can't imagine Tennessee scoring more than 14 points. I can't imagine Buffalo scoring more than 14 points either. But I think Buffalo has shown to win close games. Like, some of the time. And against a weaker team, I think they have an edge. Uh, especially if they want to be a strong team and they've been playing strong. Like, like a three-point favorite with zero sense in me. So, I'm uh, picking Buffalo. So that's three. Three underdog, like, tick picks. picks. Will they be my value upside picks? Who knows? But for right now, they're my underdog picks. <laughs> I'm and I want to be clear. Uh, if this is your first time listening, all of my underdog picks... Uh, pick'em are strictly for this week only, and I try to give, like I said, a good idea of percentage of confidence in in these picks. And that's going to be different than, well, my upset pick'em picks, or, I'm sorry, my upset picks. My upset picks are generally based off having a long-term plus expected value on picking underdogs that that, that can win straight up and that win the money line. uh, Because I can... In theory, I could be ten for ten if I win in the money line. I'm picking underdogs, and you might think that's a 500 percentage, but that could be, you know, uh, that could be 10 to 20 units depending on how you know how frequently i in profit. And a unit, depending on who you are, can be five bucks to fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. So I'll you know, take that for a to Going back to the droolish uh, fantasy pickups the next matchup. Then I'm gonna probably go a little bit faster for I realize that with the three matchups and these tend to be a little bit long winded, so uh the next matchup Chicago versus Oakland. Um, this is at Oakland and Chicago is it has been picked eighty percent. And Oakland is a team that I said I don't have too much analysis on. Uh because I just don't like watching them. I just don't like the team. And uh and I just can't take them super seriously. And they do have a couple decent wins. They also had a few losses that are pretty bad, so um, I'm saying against a good team, and I'm going to say Chicago is erring on the side of good, especially with the defense. I think Chicago is just going to win an open, I don't think Oakland's going to get off the ground with offense. And Chicago has enough offensive firepower to sneak out wins as needed. So I think they're good this week. Uh, I think this one's going to be close, though. I think this is like a 64. 40 Chicago has an edge. That's why I'm picking them. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the 80-20 that most people are expecting. Uh, and then, uh, next next pick. New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. I'm um, Picking at New Orleans, and they're the favorite. So has 84% of the population. Now, Tampa Bay did have a surprising up, uh, upset. In or at, against the uh, Los Angeles it's the Rams, and they, I think a lot of us are going to be chopping that as more of a fluke. Obviously, it's not a fluke when you score fifty-five points, but when it comes to facing another team, um, it's a whole different matchup. And it could—I didn't watch the Tampa Bay game fully, but you know, a one-off game where you score fifty-five points—that generally means that you know, the, the planning was probably on point, and every day everyone was functioning great. And if they are able to replicate that, then I think they can win against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans did not impress me whatsoever last last week, and the fact that they are even a favorite, three-point favorite, in the three-and-one team makes me a little bit nervous, especially with Teddy Bridgewater under the helm. This one, this pick I might go back and consider. Uh, actually, no, I'm probably going to stick with New Orleans. That's, I and pick them and. Tampa might become a sneaky, long-term B like, underdog pick, and again, I mention these long-term picks because there some, I don't know, some upset picks I've pick later don't correlate with the picks. and I wanted to give that logic and the reason why they would be different. So pick New Orleans. Uh, and another 10 a.m. Sunday game, and after that, down the list, uh, Minnesota versus the New York Giants. And... I'm picking Minnesota in this, and this is a very nervous one. Uh, 73% is picking Minnesota, and I want to say, like, 90% of the time, Minnesota should dominate this game. And the only reasons, there are two main reasons why I make turning this from, like, a 90-10 into, like, a... This is a very close one. A 65-45 matchup. is that I don't know which Kirk Cousins is going to show up. Is it going to be, you know her cousins thinking that Giants uh, like, are terrible, because he does well against terrible teams. Like, that's like the worst test. So, and if he ends up facing a good team, and he knows it's good, like the Chicago, you know, like Chicago Bears that week, he struggling. And the Giants seem to be putting their offense, like their, their offense, offense is coming together, and it makes me very nervous because they are surging, and teams that are becoming hot uh, at the right time and it's a little bit early, so so they're warming up. They're not they're not hot yet, but they're they're starting to warm up. And the team seems to flip the switch after Daniel Jones came in. So this one is a very this game makes me very nervous. Minnesota is a favorite by five point five points. Uh, I would probably consider going against the spread in this one. Uh, this game makes me way too nervous, and I notice all the one all the games that I get super nervous in, the spreads tend to blend against the spread actually. Uh, it tends to be pretty properly play, so I don't know if I've made that my official underdog pick yet, but if you're doing spreads, I'm very nervous about Minnesota. Of course, if the right Minnesota team shows up, this should be a shellacking, but I don't have too much confidence, so I'm picking Minnesota, and I think this is going to be a closer game than most people imagine, and I don't feel good about this. This is like a 65 sorry, 55% confidence. And I uh, could be way off, but I'm sticking with the favorite here. Next matchup, Philadelphia at the Jets. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Philadelphia is just a much better team. The Jets are just terrible. I don't know if Sam will see even back. It's been like week three of Mono, so he's probably got another week or two, or two weeks. And, you know, Philadelphia just beat a very strong Green Bay team. And wins look good. team started to look like they're pulling together. Philadelphia's playing the team who we thought they were but they became, they're, they're, they're beginning to so no. uh, I'm sticking with you Philadelphia next matchup interesting one Baltimore is favorites against the underdog Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh's at home interesting to enough Pittsburgh has 24 percent of the picks well Baltimore has the remaining 76 so initially my gut wanted to say Baltimore Especially after they lost the Browns, uh, and yeah, it seems like they would be on the revenge tour. But the fact of the matter is, the Browns just laid waste to them. They thought they believed they were a better team, and they they showed it. And you know that I mean that's more of a testament to the Browns. But Baltimore has to have you know, more of a coming to Jesus type feeling of being like, oh man, maybe we're not as great. You know, after they started out so hot, they uh, they are trending back to. Normalcy and Pittsburgh defense, I still very much believe in. They certainly can stop stop anyone. Uh, the offense, uh, I think, about Kyle Rudolph is his name? That's his name. Not, not Zach Rudolph? I don't know. Or Randolph? See, I don't know the quarterback's name, but I watched some of mm-hmm. the game and I like Pittsburgh a lot. But for what I saw from, from Pittsburgh, uh, I do see a strong team Uh, like they I mentioned this last week Pittsburgh is probably playing way better than what their record indicates especially with facing tough opponents and close losses from what I recall so Pittsburgh they're only one game back behind Baltimore too in the division this is a rivalry matchup and when push comes to shove I am actually trusting Pittsburgh and I think this comes down to a final possession this is a flat out toss up and I just think Pittsburgh has an edge it's like 51% of the time Pittsburgh wins, in my opinion, especially at home. Uh, even though if they're underdog here, and I think they are a underdog by how many points? Three and a half points. This is a sneaky game. This might be a straight up money line game, like, worth going against. But uh, I think Pittsburgh wins this. It's going to be a squeaker bet a good Next matchup. New England versus Washington. I'm not going to say too much here. I think we all, all of us, are going to root for New England, or just, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to root against New England, but are going to pick New England in this. uh, So have 97% of the Yahoo people, and I feel, uh, Yahoo, or I believe, that New England wins this, like, 85, 90% of the time, in Washington. So, uh, (laughs) this is, I think it's just going to be beat beatdown Next, A very interesting matchup. This is there were there were a lot of interesting matchups coming up. Uh, So this was Carolina versus Jacksonville. Thirty-five percent of the Yahoo was picked. Jacksonville against a surging Carolina team, and I think this is also a surging Jacksonville team. This is where two I think what rookie quarterbacks are coming out and uh, been doing work. So and it's a a divisional matchup, and I believe they are you have a rivalry rivalry too. So, well, I didn't have too much faith in was the carolina tennessee Titan game. One of those, yeah. Well, it was a Jacksonville-Tennessee game last week. And this week, I feel it's, it has the same feel. Like, Jacksonville coming to Carolina, that actually seems like they're putting together. And I think Jacksonville stinks this uh, when it comes to these divisional matchups, especially in these newer divisions. And with Jacksonville's insane, insanely good defense. And uh, Minshew, you know, putting putting drives together, he, he shows up when it matters. And he, I don't, I've watched his game film. He just he seems to know what he's doing. And he's he's he came in the league. I don't know. He seems like he seemed like he was more meanish. Like he was a meme. Um, but when you watch him play, bro, There's something there. Uh, it could just be luck. It could be legit skill. Um, but he he's able to find a way to win. Uh, he doesn't play terribly. He actually plays pretty solid. Um, you know, he's got a, you know, a long ways to go to becoming like, super great or anything, but he's, uh, he, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to explain. He, he's good. Uh, he's good. Uh, hopefully he keeps it up and keeps improving. I think this is another you know, game, another test for him. And uh, from what I've seen, he doesn't seem to fall under the pressure. And I think that's what this game's going to come down to. It's going to come down to another another last drive. And Jacksonville or Minshew or whatever we're going to call it. I think it's just in his blood. It's in his DNA. It's kind of the kind of guy who he is. Uh, so, and I know this is a team sport, but when it comes, to, when I talk about quarterbacks and, like, winning, it's, I'm really, at the end of the day, saying, like, at the end of the day, I said it twice. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you want, like, this is going to be a game of the final possessions, that I think Jacksonville will have that last edge. Carolina, so this is, again, at 55-45, I think Jacksonville edges, edges this out, this game's too close, it's an underdog pick, Jacksonville, but I like it, I like it a lot. Next matchup, Houston versus Atlanta, this is at Houston, and Houston uh, seems to be, some, some games they come out strong, and some games they don't, Atlanta, some games, I should say one game they come out strong, and the rest they haven't. Uh, I'm playing the odds in this one, and Atlanta just does not look good this year. As much as I want them to come back and win, they have the ability to score, but the team as a whole is not putting it together. Uh, Houston makes, just makes me feel iffy, but I trust Houston more compared to Atlanta, especially since Atlanta has the terrible ability to keep leads. Houston, I pick. Next matchup. We're finally in the one o'clock games. Who in the world does two. Afternoon games and the rest are all 10 a.m. games. What? This is terrible for the NFL. Like I would like to have the option to watch more games. Like even even disbursement. And some of these games are on the West Coast, right? Like Oakland. It's at Oakland. There's one at Oakland at 10 a.m. That's a terrible matchup for that's a terrible time. NFL is schedule. You need to get your crap together. That's embarrassing. Okay, enough no okay, not ranting. I know some of you are listening for the picks and some of you are still are sleeping. Or trying to sleep, so I should I should keep it down just a little bit, but the Chargers against Denver is the 1 o'clock, and I want to say Denver's going to win, only because they're due to a win, but logically, and how the team's been playing, the Chargers are strong. I want to say Denver's going to win. I feel like this is like a trap game. I, didn't, I can't explain it, and I'm going to go on record. I'm picking... Chargers, just let it be known this feels like a trap game this feels like a trap game, a trap game if I've ever seen one, I could go against, go against my hunch, or go with my hunch but I'm not, and I'm probably going to feel very terrible if Denver just win but I'm sticking with the Chargers uh, they are picked by 94% of Yahoo and a 6.5 point favorite I think next to this game I think that game is going to be a close one uh, and I think this is the. I think the Chargers win like eighty-five percent, ninety percent of the time. But I think this is the five, you know, the five or fifteen percent of the time that Denver squeaks it out. I can't explain it. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'm probably taking this a little bit too seriously. I know I'm supposed to be joking. You know, I'm not supposed to be taking this too seriously It's for more entertainment or mild, mild entertainment purposes. I should say. Chargers, you're a lot. Next, a very, very interesting matchup. Dallas versus Green Bay. I picked Dallas in this one uh, since they're at home. And I've watched Dallas, and they seem to be a very commanding team. They know it seems like everything's coming together. Green Bay, it seems like everything is coming together to an extent. The offense has not been running at all cylinders. Uh, but everything else on the team looks good. And Dallas, it seems like they have a slight edge uh, in most aspects. And even if they were a little bit behind on defense, their offense uh, is, is performing pretty solid. So I don't have any particularly like crazy insights on this matchup. I think Dallas did come off of a win last week, and I'm going to double-check this. And this is the first time I did all my research beforehand, so I'm not spending half my time looking at standings and schedules. But last week, sorry, going back to last week, Dallas did win. Let uh, me check. I was, I was looking down. Hopefully I can. I was saying words, hopefully that... Saying words with the likelihood that I'd be able to find Dallas in this Sunday matchup. But ESPN has this terrible schedule. Like, like, I'm looking for Dallas, but I just don't see Dallas. Did they play last week? Oh, okay. It's against the Ravens. yeah. In a very low-scoring game. So this is, like, their worst game that I've seen all season from Dallas. You yeah, know that they lost... I think they come back, and uh, actually, I don't know, it's against New Orleans, against the Bridgewater team, I think they're about the same offensively as Green Bay, offensive team currently. I mean, Green Bay, with Rodgers and everything else going well, like, yeah, they're in, they're in the same team, but that's that's really the case most times. I think Dallas squeaks this one out. I don't feel good about this pick. I would probably rather flip a point, coin, and this is probably the bias in me. I might actually go Green I might I might go Green Bay as an underdog, because I hate that team. They would win. They would win. But I don't I don't trust it. I think Dallas is just a better team. Green Bay could be a fake team too. That's also a very 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 real possibility. Who do they win against in week one? Was it against the Bears? Because if it was against the Bears. Uh, I might just scratch that. Yeah, okay, they won ten three against the Bears. Any it was week one, but in my opinion those are preseason games. Like if the actual adjustments start, like week two, and week one's the first thing you put all of your starters out. Like like it is a real preseason game. So uh, looks like yeah I think they did try to come back towards the end. I don't I don't see it. I don't think they're winning this like decisively. It's gonna be a close one. I think Dallas Gets this. Uh, Next game Kansas City versus Indianapolis. I'm going Kansas City all day. No need for me to dive deeper into this madness. Kansas City, you got it. Uh, Picked by 98% of the folk on Yahoo. 11 point favorite. I think that's a little bit too crazy. Uh, Indianapolis can be decent in offense, but yeah, I think Kansas City runs away with this one. Well, that's a Sunday night game. That's pretty cool. Uh, last game. Last matchup. Monday Night Football. San Francisco versus the Cleveland Browns primetime at San Francisco. One of the most intriguing matchups because I think Browns have several games in primetime this year. And I think uh, after one uh, after one game from primetime, Baker just kind of got inside his own head. Uh, last week it seemed like he played a little bit, a bit better. This is going to be an interesting game, because I haven't seen too much from San Francisco, and San Francisco is actually a team that I generally like, and I'm a big fan of Garoppolo. I just have not watched them play, so this is going to be one of those times where I'm going to gonna start hearing maybe some clicks in the background, and hopefully the rain is picking up, too, uh, outside. So if you're able to hear that, that's awesome, and I'll be able to uh, see if I can hear it, too, in the replay, or when I can do some editing. So, this season looking at San Francisco's body San Francisco, here it is they had a bye week last week, so that's why I haven't heard too much well, they went against the Bucs 31-17 okay, uh, so yeah, they beat a very questionable Bucks team, they beat a, they smashed a terrible and uninspired Bengals team, 41-17 they held their own versus a very underrated and overlooked Steelers team uh, two weeks ago. Now they're facing the Browns. Uh, I think the Browns are actually stronger than the Steelers at this point, too. And, uh, and then they're facing the Rams and Reds. So, yeah, for them, this is going to be a close game. I think the Browns are performing as good as they should be at the moment. Jaeger could be a little bit better, but as the team as a whole, I think they're starting to get things together and I'm picking the Cleveland winless. Just like last week, I think naturalizing. Uh, I just don't see San Francisco being a huge defensive team. Nothing shows that they are apparently... I haven't seen them face an offensive juggernaut. You know? So, this is going to be a good one. And I'm not saying France are an offensive juggernaut. It's just they have the capability to be very, very explosive. And I think that might be what doesn't So I am picking Cleveland Browns as an underdog. So there you have it. I have one, two, three, four, five, six underdog picks. It could I could probably make the case for eight, personally. Uh, especially with Green Bay and uh, what's the other team? Green Bay and the Giants could potentially be underdog picks too. Uh, this is where I think a lot of teams are starting to get exposed, especially the playoff teams and whatnot and the teams that are really going to start showing up and I said last week that playoff teams show up and that's true um, and the teams that, and this week I feel like the teams that are supposed to start losing and failing, they show up or they don't show up and that's why I'm very I think I'm, I'm very questionable with Minnesota and uh, what was the other team, and, and not Dallas, everybody's probably can overperform, but uh-huh. but yeah So in order, these final picks. Rams, for the underdog, picking them. Arizona, underdog against Cincinnati, I'm picking them. Buffalo, the underdog, picking them over Tennessee. Chicago, favorite over Oakland. Uh, Feeling pretty decently strong about that. New Orleans, picking them over Tampa. Kind of nervous, kind of not. We'll see Uh, Minnesota, picking them over... The Giants, Minnesota's the favorite. Uh, I'm very iffy on that. Very, very iffy. Philadelphia, picking them as the favorite over the Jets. Strong, strong confidence. Picking Pittsburgh, the underdog, over Baltimore. I'm feeling decent about that overall. Like, I'm feeling more confident in that than I am in Minnesota, let's just say. New England, the favorite, over Washington. If you go to Washington, let me know your logic because I would love to have that information. I don't think you're right. I would like to learn. I mean, if they are right, then you're freaking man or something. I don't know. But that's amazing. Uh, if you're able to get that thing right in Washington, wins. I don't think, I don't think they are remotely. Yeah, I don't think that's remotely close. Picking Jacksonville over Carolina. Jacksonville's the underdog, and I'm feeling decent about that. Houston, the favorite. I'm picking them over Atlanta. Uh, Pretty strong, or decent confidence in that. Picking the Chargers over Denver as a favorite. Uh, Decently confident, although, like I said, the only caveat is I feel like that's a sleeper game and Denver just could randomly win. I don't know. It's just in my gut. Uh, I'm picking Dallas, the favorite, over Green Bay. Uh, That one I said, like I said, a lot of these matchups, these underdog picks, like there could probably be eight to nine underdog picks that I would pick this week. Depending on you know, if next if this weeks results like more underdogs win than them, then I feel like I'm honestly. Uh Kansas City. I'm picking them over Indianapolis. Kansas City's the favorite. And, uh, and then the final one Monday night I Over San Francisco. Cleveland's the underdog. There you go. Hopefully, uh that's good. Uh you guys are able to get that right. First, you know, make those picks. Hopefully we're right. Um, every week uh, minus, minus week three uh, I have been gaining ground so like I said that's good good news um, but I need to make I need to be doing these matchups to where I can just win very consistently you know, I want to get on the level to where I get these picks these straight up picks right and then uh, you know work on the spreads and work on you know the best money lines and whatnot because just like like I said being able to pick these out and snip out the winners it's gonna be huge. Huge, I say. All right, we're done. We're done with the pickums. Now, before I dive into the anti-power rankings, let's talk about upset picks. This week, now, if you're uh, unsure or kind of new to this, uh, what I do is outside of the pickums, I want to provide max value picks, uh, and max value picks for me are underdog picks that that should be more even, I would say. Uh, an example of this is, I'll give an example. So last week, week four, Cleveland. I really believe that Cleveland and Baltimore stood toe-to-toe, matchup versus matchup. But Cleveland, looking at last week, was a plus 260, uh, which means, you know, if you put, say, $1 into a bet, you get $2.60 out of it, and your dollar back. So you technically get three sixty back. Okay, that's... Vegas telling you, hey, we really don't believe it's going to be uh, winning and they should be an underdog. Okay, So, you know, my, my assumption, my belief was in this aspect to say, like, oh, this is an even team, and despite what you guys think, I think this match is going to be closer than you have, so, or what you believe. And the whole goal of this is just try to get pick as many underdog teams that stand a real chance uh, and that can win that can create a long-term plus winning, you know, to create long-term winning an example of this even further is, actually, I'll tell you, it's the last two weeks, so I've been recording my upset picks since week three. And week three, I picked three uh, teams, Denver, Oakland, Baltimore, all had at least a plus 250, and they were all big dogs. Had like six to nine points. I was I was wrong in all three. All of them lost straight up, okay? So I was over 3. That means I would have been down three units, of so three bets. Fast forward to last week I picked two teams. I wanted to go fewer teams. Was more insightful picks and brought the logic. Cleveland, I picked them, plus two sixty. Jacksonville, I picked them, plus one fifty. Both won. Perfect. So just like that, I from after week four, I went from down three units, zero and three, to now two and three in these upset picks. Okay, remember. Being 2 and 3 in upset picks is not terrible. And being even in upset picks is actually really good because that means like, you're getting max value. And because of that, last week I was up 4.1 units, which means, again, say if I put $100 down for what I call a unit or each bet you know, increment, uh, I would have lost 300 the first week, and then I would have put 200 in last week. But then I would have got my 200 back, winning these picks, and then on top of that another 410. dollars So, yeah. So, so I mean that could be a little bit confusing. So I just stick with like units um, done. Like if they if I won I lost a unit, or sorry if I lost I just count that as a negative unit, and if I won I would only include the net the net unit. So I don't include that one plus for convenience sake. So two and three so far, and plus 1.1 units. See, that's not bad. Uh, like I said, I wanted to show you guys, it is possible to, to start looking at the matchups and seeing what underdogs make the most sense. Trust your intuition. Or, maybe in this case, trust me. Like I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, half the stuff I do for entertainment, but there are certain pockets that I really like to try to hone and focus and see if I can find plus, plus winning plays. So, being 2-for-2 two two last week, or sorry, 2-0 oh last week, uh, makes me net plus... 1.1 units this season. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, we'll see how it's, this continues going into week 5. So, week 5, I'm pulling up Bovata uh, LV because it gives me real time bets. And I tried using Odd Shark, but it wouldn't give me all of my uh, money spreads evenly. And I used to use Vegas Insider picks. But the reason why I don't like Vegas Insider picks, or yeah, I'm sorry, Vegas Insider odds or whatever, is that it's harder to read the money lines, and it's not reflective off of, like, any betting I normally do online, so, uh, I like the Pavada one because it gives me uh, straight up money lines and I can just look as I speak, so, uh, if I were to go down this list, the ones that pop out to me, okay, I'll just go through each matchup, uh, the Los Angeles, St. Rams Seattle Seahawks, I don't care about that too much, um, they're both even, so it's just not good value there. Arizona Cardinals versus the Bengals. The Cardinals, I picked them to win. Um, and they are a plus 150. Now, I'm not 100% too sure on this matchup. I there's a difference between pick'em and the um, underdog picks. Although, in this case, for me... Uh, man, I, this one's close. Now, it's plus 150. I'm, I'm not going to make that like an official lock. I'm not. Um, but that could be a potential... Uh, value. Uh, I mean, I already picked the Cardinals as a pick'em, but uh, they could. Yeah, I mean, they, they could. They could win that. Uh, Arizona, sorry, Atlanta Falcons is a plus one eighty-five against Houston Texans. I that does actually seem like a sneaky good one too. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, yeah, this underdog one. The odds. I just don't see because if it's about plus two hundred, that means about 1 out of 3 times should win. And I think Atlanta wins this 40% of the time against Houston. So, it's about close to break even. I generally don't like... If they were like plus 200, I would pick it plus 185. is close. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if you that was like a... Like that. Here's one. Steelers plus 165 against the Ravens. I already told you this is a flat out 50-50 in my opinion. The fact that they're not even... All. Uh, I. That is a lock and loaded. That is the first official upset pickem. You guys, Steelers plus 165 right now. Uh, I feel like that's just way too close. <laughs> that like long term, this is a strong play. Like, How the these teams play out, I just, that's my that's my sense. An interesting one is that the Bills are an underdog against the Titans. Which is very, very confusing, I mean, I already picked the Bills to win for Pick'em, but the fact that they're a plus 140, as an underdog, is pretty striking, it's so it's kind of confusing. Uh, so, this plus 140 does make me nervous, I don't know about that. Others? So, I'm gonna skip that one, uh, I probably could, I mean, I already picked up for the Pick'em, but uh, like I said, I'm focusing on the max value, not just ones that I think could win I want, like, the best of the best. A very interesting one is going to be, I think they have a European stadium, or a European match, I think. Where's a Tottenham's Hotspur Stadium? Because it's noted here. It's noted. So I'm going to look at that right now. It is in London, which could actually change a lot, because I don't know who wins in London and whatnot, who shows up. Uh, London games are absurd. Uh, almost anything goes, and it seems like the teams that can win actually do win, uh, in big fashion. So, it seems like the Bears would be a better... No, actually, I don't know. Am I convincing myself that the Raiders? I mean, I don't we hate them, them. I don't know anything about them, so I don't have enough information to pick the Raiders. Um, if I were to pick a team that had more discipline, that that probably knew what they were doing and how to get stuff right, I would actually trust the Raiders more for Chicago over, over game prep, and I think in a stadium-type game, the Raiders could pull it out for plus 190. Um, that's just my logic. I'm not going to say they that got a pick. I'm just explaining that side. I could probably explain a different side, but I'm not going to do that. Um... Only because I just don't feel confident in this game. So even though Raiders plus 190, uh, not worth it. The Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 165 against the Panthers, I think the Jaguars actually win flat out. I think they win during game time, as is. But maybe like 52%, 55%. A factor for plus 165. Uh, I'm very close to considering making them a uh, pick, an upside pick as is. Uh, very close. I just want to see what else is out there before I circle back. Uh, the Giants, plus 200 against the Vikings. I do like the Giants, but I mean, I'd pick Minnesota and I don't, I don't think the Giants, actually I do think the Giants could win this long term, but I, I just don't think the team has it together yet. If it looks like a plus 250, I would go for it, uh, or even like plus 240. Oh, this was close. This annoys me. Um, I'm not making that a lock pick, although I, th- I feel like this is a very underdog type pick. Uh, the New England Patriots, Redskins. Redskins are plus 650. Not a chance, I'm picking that. Jets are plus plus four seventy five against the Eagles. I don't trust the Jets at all. I think they should probably have the plus 1000 beat Eagles. Um, the Bucks versus Saints. The Bucks are plus plus one fifty five against the Saints. I don't think the Bucks are going to win this. Oh, Broncos are plus two thirty against the Chargers. There's something spooky. I said there's something spooky in the air, and I might place a bet on this, the Broncos plus two thirty. But that's just me wanting it to happen versus me using a very like decent analysis. So I'm gonna err on the side of saying don't do that. The next one is the Packers at Oops Oops Oops. Packers at Dallas West okay. Packers. The Cowboys. And Packers are plus 160. That is not a terrible pick. That is not whatsoever. Uh, I'm not making that a lock pick because I, I think Dallas was just handedly more often than not. Uh, I think that's a value pick for the I think Colts are probably going to get a shellacking. They're only plus 400. I don't. I don't see that happening. Um, not picking, not picking and then money night. The Browns versus 49ers. I think the Browns uh, win this flat out. Not even not even as a play dollars I think they win flat out. Like, they should always be a favorite. Or at even. The fact that they're plus 165 makes it up see So, yeah, I have... I'm making Steelers an official pick. I'm making Cleveland an official pick on Supply. And I circle back and I'm looking between the Jaguars... Because... I can't imagine Jaguars losing. I'm very close to making Jaguars with my official pick, too. Gonna... I the other official pick that I wrote down, and I'm probably convincing myself but still a decent idea, is the Giants. The Giants are plus 200, and I think Kirk shows up, like, 60% of the time. And to win this, I think this game's going to be... Oh, let me look at the Giants, because if the Giants can stop... As long as the Giants have shown to stop the run, that will make me feel better. I need to know that. Very right, Giants, for the underdog, can you stop the run? let stats. Uh, that's... Big... I'll post these down. And defense here. That's defense. NFL 2018. I have to google this. Because I don't know where I'm looking with the Yahoo. I probably should be looking at um, those NFL stat sites. Okay. Rushing yards per game. 2019 see where the Giants are at. The Giants are at 109 per game, which is the bottom, bottom half, but in the top 20. The last three, they let up more. The last game, they let up 55 yards. So, they are okay. And against the, the Vikings, I've shown to be okay, the men. So, they're not the worst. Okay, they're not... Okay, on average, they let up about 110 yards a game, which is not great. Uh, but compared to all the other teams that are either in better or worse position, like Detroit, they let up 130 yards per game. They in Carolina, they're winning 130 yards. Green Bay, 142 for 3-1. One. Okay, so I'm feeling a lot better. I mean, I felt fairly sure, but I'm feeling a lot better on this underdog pick. I'm picking Minnesota as a pick-em, I think. I think 60% of the time they win. 55% of the time they win. The fact that I'm getting 2-1 to one on the Giants. Almost 3-1. But yeah, 2-1. to 2-1 on the Giants. I can't not pick it. So there you have it. I have three official that I feel super strong. Three official picks. The Giants. Plus 200. Cleveland. Plus 165. Steelers. Plus 165. Um, and... Different different reasoning for each. I could include the Jaguars, too. Uh, Jacksonville has a plus 165 as well. I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars can hold their own against Carolina. I think it's, like I said, about a 50-50. I don't know why I'm not including them. Uh, I think the only reason why I'm not including them is I'd like to keep the action up to three at most, and I don't want these to be insane spam picks. Um, The more picks I have, I think the lower quality. Um, But... I'm going to note, and I'm not going to make this official, but I'm going to note the Jacksonville one. I, this is not going to be official, but I'm feeling Jacksonville not official. Although, I probably will make it official if I get it right. <laughs> um, I'll let you guys know on that one. Uh, you know, like I said, these are going to be the ones I'm going to be betting on to. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter if I bet or not, too. I mean, I'm still keeping track of the units, but yeah, I mean, I'm still betting that's just not... That's not... You guys don't need to. Sorry about that. So, hope you guys enjoyed the Week 5 upset picks. Giants 200, Cleveland plus 165. Steelers plus 165. And if you're feeling special, um, I'm leaning towards Jacksonville plus 165 as well. I believe the under... This is going to be the week of the underdogs, too. Or the, the Vegas odd underdogs, I should say. Moving on to my favorite set... Anti-Power Rankings Love them To start with the Anti-Power Rankings If you're unsure of what they are They are a Think of the NFL Power Rankings As the best teams in the NFL You know, from years of Playing, team history How the teams playing in general Win record, all that, you know, everything that's included I decided to go ahead and say Screw that, let's talk about the worst teams in the NFL because no one else talking about them and no one gives the worst teams in the NFL at the time of the day. So I'm going to do that and hopefully I can bring shed light to more of these lesser slash terrible teams um, and in this case um, there's probably only like five terrible teams for the anti-NFL team um, sorry, anti-NFL power rankings but, uh, but I'll, I'll make note of kind of where the tiers are uh, before the first three weeks first four weeks I would say that I didn't have a definitive tier set because the season was starting to you know unfold and it's hard for me to start saying two trash without actually getting enough information. So I think this is the first time where I'm actually going to start tiering. And I start the anti-power rankings starting from one through ten. Uh, technically one through fifteen, but one through ten. And number one is the obvious worst team, uh, most anti-team the anti-power ranking team out there. And i go down to 10, because if I start from 10 to 1 or 15 to 1, I don't I don't want to build drama, guys. You know, I'm trying to help you guys go to sleep. This is just for- this is just to keep- you know, from stop overthinking and listening to the noise in the background. And I don't know if you guys are going to listen to me at this point. You know, I read that some people don't, like, put noises and whatever- whatever in, like, background, water, or, like, ambiance and the rain sounds because I'm, like, distracted. I'm not going to disagree with that, but there's going to be some people that like it. And that's kind of the my 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 target, my niche, my my target. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's uh let's take into these uh, anti power rankings, shall we? From worst teams to the worst. So number one, uh, they've been number one since the inception of anti power rankings. It's been the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to waste my breath on the Miami Dolphins, because I'm literally going to say the same thing over and over and over again. The team stinks. They're tanking. They're, I can't imagine them winning more than two games this season, and they're only going to beat teams that are truly terrible. They're not going to put up a fight against relatively good teams, and maybe, uh, I guess the Chargers, they did put up a bit of a fight, and then they kind of just fizzled out. So I'm not going to waste my time. Rosen, kids in a terrible situation. I'm not going to give that kid a full analysis and tell he's I don't know. Has an O line. Has a team that using him. Has a playbook. Has an offensive. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't have a coach that. I don't know. It came out of like. is not it Didn't he come out of like the McVay base, base system too, or something like that? I don't know. Or no, wait, that's a different one. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't trust Miami, Period. You're terrible. I'm sorry, Miami, but you're bad. Number two, anti team. Anti team. New York Jets. New York Jets uh, stayed at number two after, yeah, um, they were number three initially. They started off the season as number five, um, and they worked their way up to number two. So good job, or not good job, Jets. I believe you had a bye week last week. And, oh, no, I think you lost last week. But it doesn't really matter because you can't get any worse than the Miami Dolphins. So good luck. Hopefully you get better. I'm not going to spend this analysis. <laughs> Talking about the previous game, uh, maybe I will. I don't know. Do you guys like it? Do you guys like it when I kind of review the last game and then just give a like a scathing review on top of it, on top of the ranking? But I just I don't see. I just don't see how the Jets are not the thirty first worst team in the NFL. Uh, maybe it's just me and my vibes, but I mean that, that they lose that's a Oh, Yeah, the buy. So I was right with the buy. The next team up on my list Washington Red Springs, which they stayed at number three. They did not move up or down a spot. Uh, the bottom three stayed the same. Washington, I wanted to believe in Washington, I wanted to believe in Case Keenum, uh, but since since its inception, they came in at number eight in the anti power rankings and moved up to number three. Uh, I thought... I can't even speak. You heard all those weird sounds. It's trying to think of anything positive to say is impossible. Um, but they show up. They play football. And they might score points. That's all I can say about the team. <laughs> this is like a terrible analysis, but it's fine. Number four. The Cincinnati Bengals. They win up four spots. Uh, they started the season not even on my radar as being a terrible team, uh, they kind of just, you know, they weren't even my bottom fifteen to start, but, um, then they showed up at number 12, moved up to number 8, and now they're showing up at number 4, they are rising the charts as <laughs> the worst team. Uh, of course, rising the charts is never a good thing, Cincinnati, but, the, yeah, this is where I, where I draw the line of just being pure terrible, um, overall. And uh, top four. Top four anti teams. Terrible. Cincinnati, you didn't show up against a Pittsburgh team. I thought you'd be a little bit more competitive. I thought you'd probably lose by like seven points or ten points. which uh, you, sh- you didn't even score anything. You had a field goal. Uh, and every time you had any sort of offensive momentum, you never really looked forward like bore fruit or anything. So. Uh, and, you know a little bit sad that you're underperforming, because I tried, I've been wanting to not rank you so low. I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, and Andy Dalton, I see you being upset, throwing your helmet on the ground, but yeah, man, good luck. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think you're terrible, Andy. Um, it's just the team, I don't know what, but it's just not there. It's so a Cincinnati, you're, you're number four. Uh, you've earned it, I guess. Uh, moving on to number five. Uh, this team has <laughs> Not moved a spot until recently, which is the Arizona carlos Now, at this point, I said the top four teams are terrible, and I would say spots from five through eight are probably going to be um, pretty like below average slash mediocre. But uh, I, I'm seeing some flashes. Okay, so number five is Arizona. And every time I see Arizona, I see Kyle Murray, and he's doing Kyle Murray things, it's not particularly great, so he shows some impressive beats, um, but the team doesn't seem to be that far off, they, they know how to stay in games, and they know how to not, they know how to compete. Um, they don't, do they know how to win? No. Okay. They faced a real, real team in Seattle, and they lost. Pretty handily. That said, uh, they, they, they show up at times. I mean, they beat a um, very strong but but non-carrying line seeing where they tied them. And all the other weeks that they played, I'm looking at the scores. And yeah, last week against Seattle, that was rough. But they lost a close game against the Ravens. Uh, they got beat down by the Panthers pretty hard. Okay? I'm not trying to say they're okay. okay. But the teams that they're facing, I think they're a lot better than what the record shows. Uh, by a lot better I mean they're not terrible. They, they're, they, they're mediocre they're not terrible. And this is gonna be a good week because they face the Cardinals. Yes, they face... wait, oh, they don't they face the Cardinals, they are the Cardinals. No, they face, um, the Bengals, I believe. Yeah, they face the Bengals. The Cardinals facing the Bengals. So, the team, that's number 5, is facing the number 4 anti anti-power team. So this is gonna be a good list this test, and this is the reason why I picked Arizona too since Cincinnati, is that I just think Arizona does have a semblance of a team to Okay, they came back. They have Larry Fitzgerald. I I told you I think Larry's going to go off. He is the saving grace on that team. He seems like he's there to help Kyle do do whatever he does, whatever he can. Against Seattle, it's a lot lot tougher, but facing a very terrible Cincinnati team. I, I think this is where Kyle Murray gets his first win, I think where he gets more of his confidence back, I, I hope, um, but yeah, number five, Arizona, I'm upgrading from complete terrible to pretty mediocre, so, um, like I said, don't take this the wrong way, it's just kind of, I, I, I'm just calling it as I seize it, and I don't mean that in, like, a terrible, disrespectful way, I know people are always like, oh, I call it as I see it, like, i a badass, you know, like, I guess, but I'm just looking at the matchups and just seeing which team I think is stronger than the other, and then potentially in a he- heads-up matchup. Um, I'll kind of create that, that discrepancy in ranking. So, so yeah, you moved up Arizona. You're, you're starting to get respect, and if you notice, like most of my rankings, it does. I tend to be about a week or two behind um, in perception because I don't want to be super reactive. Um, I, you know, I might have to correct that later though. Number six, Denver. They moved up one spot. Um, they are number seven, and now they're number six. A pretty mediocre team. I still kind of believe in Denver. They. They do show that they can compete. Like they're, not, you know, they're not getting, they're not getting decked each game anymore. I mean, they kind of are. But let I me mean, pull this up. The Denver Broncos. They lost 26-24 against the Jaguars. 17-16 against the Packers. You know, they lost a, a lot of close games. They are they're always losing close games. They just can't win. That's it. They just can't finish games. They compete, but they just can't finish. So, uh, at the end of the day, Denver, you're. I think you're better than the record says, but you don't win, and yeah, wins better in the NFL, and that's indicative of how good you are. And, um, you know, and y- if you're gonna be like as three and thirteen team, that's really that, that performs, and people are just gonna say, "Oh, yeah, you're a terrible team that performs. So, so I'm sorry, but perception, And history folks are so gonna say, "Yeah, just not that good." So, I believe in you, but yeah. like I said, I don't think you're that good. I don't think you're terrible. I moved you up a spot to number 6, but I want you out of the rankings, Denver. I kind of like you, but you got to prove me wrong. You just got to win one game, and I'll boost you. At least something. Moving to number 7. Number 7, I'm very sad to put put this in. Uh, They moved up 8 spots, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. I don't get it. (laughs) Atlanta should be winning games. I feel like they're like Denver. Uh, which is why they're around the same ranking. Like until, you know, if you lay a stinker, if you keep being stinkers, I might you worse. But like I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt with the history of the team and your ability to come back. And they have the offensive talent, so it's they shouldn't be here, okay? But you're number seven. I don't trust you these days. Um, as a matter of fact, you're consistently untrustful, and you let me down. That's why you're number seven. So I'm sorry. Uh, number eight. Moving down three spots, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I can imagine some people are going to be like, What? They only only moved down three spots after beating the St. Louis Rams? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to react right away and put them in the top 15 team. They haven't done anything to show that up until that point. So it could be a flash in the pan. I, I don't trust them. I have a certain bias against them. Uh, and I know that, but I don't think it sticks, because look at this, I have, this is what I have, I have Tampa Bay, I about out Tampa Bay's third worst team, I move them up six spots in my like week three, and then they lay a stinker, week four, and then they, and then they show strength in week five. So, they're wildly consistent. Uh, if they show up, that's fine, if not, um, the only thing I ask is that they win twice in a row. If you win twice in a row, especially against the Rams, and then the next week you don't, like... Go back to the the knee, uh, then uh, I'll, You know, I would consider you out of the mediocre phase. Uh, I think you're close, uh, but you're just wildly inconsistent. At least from what I'm seeing, and that's the reason why I'm putting you in the Um And then going down, like between numbers nine and okay, number nine through I guess fifteen, or even yeah, nine through fifteen all these teams can more or less be replaceable. Like, they can, you can place them anywhere. This is a different tier. This is, like, like potential, uh, but probably underperforming tier, and I don't know yet. You know if that makes sense. So between nine and through the rest that I'm going through, that's kind of where they're at. So number nine, moving down four spots, uh, is the New York Giants. And again, if you're wondering, oh my god, you know, how could... how could I outrank the Giants over Tampa Bay? Uh, well, again... I don't... actually, this is now oh, three spots now, cool. so yeah, they're both three spots. I, th- I moved them up equally for the wins, uh, and the same reasoning as both. Uh, actually, the New G- York Giants, uh, I ranked them lower at some point, and it seems like the moment they switched to Daniel Jones uh, and put Eli out, the team has been uh, offensively been doing really well. The team has been playing pretty in sync, and... Uh, I think they're going to continue to build that run and figure out who they are, so I I don't see any reason to give them, you know, good, put them in, like, mid-tier or whatnot, but I, you know, I'm hopeful for the team, and I hope I'll this applies both Tampa and the Giants, too. It's like, give me a couple wins in a row, the Giants have. I mean, Giants were, I almost put them as, like, the worst team in the NFL for, for Miami. So, you know, in a couple of weeks, they moved up from bottom feeders, and even in this tier, like I said, it seems like they have potential now, so. So they won two in a row, and they are facing a very, let's see what they're facing this week. Big five. All right, still so have five week, and then let's see if I can find the big Giants here. New York. They're facing Minnesota, I mentioned that again, yeah. So again, I think they're an up and coming think uh, with a lot of potential. I think if they are able to put it all together for a third week in a row, you know, once it's you know once it could be locked twice, it could potentially be a coincidence, but three times, you're starting to build a trend on a pattern. So, this mm-hmm. is going to be a very very good test for the Giants to come up, and uh, you know, I'm feeling decent about them. Like I so said, they're a potential team. They're, they could be below average on the grand scheme of things, but there's a big upside that they can adjust and grow throughout the season, so, uh, that's why I've placed them in the at this point. And rounding out the top ten, uh, number ten, move down one spot is Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh beat a very terrible Bengals team, so, that's it, uh, <laughs> I, am not moving them up too much, uh, while they have competed, um, they're, like, I just need to see more of them. Uh, another week, of another good performance i am pretty happy with i think they fit you know they face the ravens so this is a test and again this pittsburgh team is they're figuring it out you know with a different quarterback for the rest of the season they're not terrible they probably underperformed a little bit but it's not representative of who they are um, even right now so yeah you're number 10 um, but this is like a light number 10. so you have a lot of potential and then going through the 11 through 15 for tracking purposes so i can show you guys you know who's moving up and who's moving down um, uh, Indianapolis moved up four spots after losing, so they're number 11. Tennessee has moved down one spot after uh, winning last week. Or did they win last week? I forget. But, uh, oh yeah, see, I'm terrible at this. I don't know, I'm kind of terrible. Actually, I think, I think we do pretty good, but I'm pulling this up right now. So the Denver Broncos, yeah, they barely lost to Jacksonville, too. So, again, most of these teams are still fighting, figuring it out, figuring out an identity. Um, and... wait, when I look at the Broncos? What? Look at the Titans. Uh the Titans. Yeah, they beat an Atlanta team. A very weak Atlanta team. Uh, at this point. So, uh, they moved up, they're number 12, in the anti-power rankings. Uh, 13, Oakland, did they... did they move up or down? I thought they had them, yeah. Oakland, I put them were the middle of the road. Um, they, they went down three spots. They showed up in the top ten last week. They went down three spots. Uh, like I said, I just don't know what to think of the team. Uh, same with Jacksonville. Jacksonville shows that they have a lot of potential. But, uh, let's see here. Did I have Jacksonville? Yeah, they moved down seven spots prior. So they, were, they were trending to be delicious. they're terrible, I guess. Um, but they bounced back last week big. And this week, too, they bounced back. And, and pretty tough games. Those, those are the, those are the ugly games when games that grind out and win. I'm not going to give Jackson up too much credit. They moved up a lot of spots. They only, you no, know, they only moved down one spot. You know, bottom number 14. Uh, number 15, Houston. I think it's the first time they showed up on here. Uh, and again, this is number 15. This is like pretty much middle tier. So uh, that's it. That's all I have. I have Minnesota creeping up as number 16, but that's as far as I take it. All the other teams that I have not mentioned are probably going to be, on um, the good to decent, you know, decent to good. And most of these middle teams, too, between, yeah, uh, Giants of Pittsburgh, I wouldn't say they're decent, um, they're on the cusp of figuring it out. All the other ones from 11 to 15 are probably decent at some capacity, um, but they're still figuring it, they, they figured it a, a little bit faster, um, so that's, that's what I have. So in order, let's do this, one. Miami, 2, the Jets, 3, Washington, 4, Cincy, 5, Arizona, 6, Denver, 7, Atlanta, 8, Tampa Bay, 9, the Giants, 10, Pittsburgh, 11, Indy, 12, Tennessee, 13, Oakland, 14, Jacksonville, 15, Houston, and if you're, curious, if you're curious, Kathy, number 16 is Minnesota. There you have it. Uh, I'm actually pretty happy to see that there's only one. Technically, the Minnesota doesn't even count. There are zero NFC North teams in the top 10, not even in the top 15. So, NFC North is a strong division, I'm super excited for them. Uh, go, go Lions, go every team that I'm for. And if you have your own thoughts on the worst teams, feel free to reach out, comment, I post some of these on YouTube. I might be a little bit behind it's on my YouTube uh, editing, but uh, I, I know most of my audience listens to this, um, the audio version, unlike their iPhone, Sonos, or whatever. So, uh, yeah. And before I head out, I want to say thank you guys again for listening, for downloading, uh, and if you have any comments and stuff, or insights, ideas that you want me to talk about, throw it my way. Like, I'm always... Like, down to listen and talk about whatever. Uh, all I do is just hit record, and pull up all the things that I've done research on, and then I just talk about. It. And the next thing I know is an hour and 25 minutes, so uh, for me, I th- find that to be pretty pretty ideal, especially for my episode length. Uh, and you guys, again, thank you very much. Love that you're listening. Feel free to say hi. I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, did I mention 1100 downloads, too? Well, Whoa! I didn't that expecting that. I felt like yesterday I was even mentioning like a thousand downloads. So this is good news. Uh, don't I never expect this? Uh, I don't know. Things cool, and yeah, that's it, folks. You guys, take care. And dream easy.